0: Welcome to the Mellick Media Podcast. It is September 2018. Next month is midterm elections. Go vote or not. It probably doesn't matter. And now, your host, St. Clair. All right, so I have to um, do these in the middle of the night. I have to turn off the fans and air conditioning and stuff like that because otherwise it sounds like I'm in a wind tunnel. Anyway... So while we were stationed in Europe, we were able to see all kinds of things. and We got to do a little bit of travel, we couldn't see everything. There's a couple of places that I want to go back to, Italy mainly. There's a couple of places in Florence I'd like to go back to again and see it again and just kind of take it all in. Because, uh, you know, we, we went through there really fast. Southern Italy, we didn't get a hold. We didn't go to Naples, Pompeii, and all that kind of stuff. We, I'd really like to go back to that place. Monte Cassino, I'd like to go there. We did stop through Sicily. There is a town about three or so hours from Rome on the opposite side of Italy, on the coast of the Adriatic, called Chia Ravale. From that little town, it's just outside of Arezzo, which is where La Bita Vella is from, and my favorite movie of all time. But a woman named Maria Montessori is from there. She developed a education system for little kids, two and a half to about six or so. It's a specific kind of learning, and Dawn learned about it in her education during her undergraduate degree. We've always tried to apply that type of thinking or at least what I understand it to be, to the kids. When the boy was in first and second grade, he had a couple of friends. He had one friend that he was really close with. That friend, his mom, she and I talked regularly. I mean, we saw each other picking up our kids from school, and she was hesitant to allow her son to go see certain movies because they weren't G-rated. She wanted to keep, she told me, she said, I wanted to keep my baby as innocent as possible as long as possible. And I... You know, I respect that. I can I can understand that. I don't know that I agreed with it for my own child, but, you know, oh, well. Rewind a little bit. When he was a toddler, uh, he had this fascination with playing with his penis. Uh, I mean, that was his, like, favorite toy. Houston yeah. <laughs> would get so frustrated, you know. We'd put him in onesies, and he'd still do it. <laughs> he didn't know any better it was just you know it comforted him for whatever reason i don't know so i didn't think anything of it at the time because in my head it was like well he's just using it as some kind of pacification system of some kind i don't i don't know i'm not a she's the child development thing but i said to her you know um once he gets a little bit older and he starts going to school and montessori of course he'll find friends that and they'll, you know, hey, why are you doing that to yourself? And he'll stop. And because I've never seen a 20-something at the altar with his bride, you know, with a pacifier in his mouth. He'll figure it out. So the baby is four. I don't think she knows her address. I'm not sure that she even knows her name past Sydney, Lauren, Olivia. She doesn't know her address. She doesn't know her phone number. You know, she knows her colors, I guess. She can count to five. Yeah, Whatever. We went to the library for library time reading on the Marine Base. They do it every Wednesday at ten or whatever. And uh, there are some kids there, and their mom were, you know, they were the same age as Sydney, or a little bit younger. But they didn't. They they were trying to to get these little kids to read books, not not here. Come sit with me. I'll read this book to you. But what is this word? The correct, you know. And I'm like, what are you doing? And my child is just, you know, she'd put, there's a bunch of tables, and she took all the chairs from the table and put it in front of the puppet stand, the puppet show thing, theater thing, and she picked. Some of the kids were they were playing with puppets. She said, "Come on over here. We're gonna have a puppet show." She's gonna come and sit down. She went around the you know the ch- kid section of the library. She went all around looking for all the adults, and she was telling them, "Come sit down. There's gonna be a, a, a puppet show. We're gonna have a puppet show. Everybody ready?" <laughs> and she got behind the little you know curtain and was like, "Ladies and gentlemen," and said, you have to say that so they know it's coming, and see. <laughs> And it was hilarious. She wasn't. um She wasn't forceful. She wasn't like, "Look, you have to be this puppet and you have to be this puppet." She had a puppet on her hand, and one of the little kids. She said, "Come over. Let's do this puppet show together." The little kid was like, "Well, I like that puppet." She was took it off her hand. Here, you you want that one? That's good. You play with it. She wasn't micromanaging. She was doing the whole big picture thing, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty good." And one of the dads was sitting next to me. He kind of we looked at each other and uh i was like yeah it's it's kind of one of those cringy moments for the dad that whose daughter is you know directing the show and he was like yeah but they're all following her and i was like yeah i don't know if that's because she's a good leader or if it's because <laughs> she's a four-year-old and she's just taken over the place so i started watching that a little bit and i, th- I noticed that it was okay she wasn't she wasn't being bossy. She was just like, "Here, let's do this," you know. And everybody was following along. It was really entertaining for me. The point is, is that I don't know if it's Montessori or not, but you know, I'm not trying to force the four-year-old to learn the alphabet or say her colors or whatever. I mean, yeah, we play with that a little bit, sure. And you got, you have to. Hey, where's Princess Pinkie Pie or whatever? You know, what what color hair does she have? dad pick out this co- thing for me well these colors don't match this is blue and this is orange that goes together the blue and the purple may not work together oh okay so that works so that i mean you got no colors for that so that and that helps out sure but and we count ponies i suppose but i don't know, i don't know to, to me it's like she's gonna learn all this stuff As soon as she hits kindergarten and first grade, and by fifth grade, there's going to be a bunch of stuff in her head. Why would I start now doing that? It's not that I'm leaving it up to the public school system. That's not what I'm doing. I'm letting her enjoy the first four years of her life without having to learn stuff. Maybe that's a bad thing, but, I mean, she's learning stuff. Don't get me wrong, but it's not forced learning. Like some parents. I mean, they got them sitting down with a calculator at three, and they're giving them complex algebra and i'm like what are you doing to that poor kid not gonna have a childhood i mean that's what childhood is right you're supposed to play have fun we're supposed to squeeze in learning where we can and not browbeat them because they don't know their phone number or something i know there's a different reason for that but i don't mean that i mean just she's not gonna memorize the presidents of the united states when she's four and i don't expect her to i want her to have fun i want her to play with the ponies you know, because as soon as as grade school hits, you get less and less time for play. By the time high school rolls around, you're like, the boy, he's kind of frazzled some days because he's got so much that he has to accomplish. And then after high school is college, and after college comes jobs and work. Let him have f- at least till four. <laughs> My goodness. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming because, well, this is a couple of days later. I like to go back and listen. You make sure I'm making the points that I'm trying to make, and I'm not offending anybody, not that anybody's listening to this thing. I mean, And I don't know what I'm talking about anyway, so why would you listen? <laughs> but I do want to make one final point, and that is if you took a child from birth until school started and you taught them all that kind of stuff, and, and not in a fun way because you were you know, forcing them to learn this because you want them to get ahead, well, they're going to spend the first several years of their life relearning it because it's already on track. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they learn how to to write their name. Well, they learn how to write their name in third grade or whatever. You know, right? So they they're gonna learn that anyway. You've already taught it to them. So now the like, yeah, the school has an unruly kid because they you no, know, nah, not really, but you see what I mean. There's they're gonna learn this stuff, and to to put them ahead, unless they're gonna you know jump from kindergarten into sixth grade and then go to college by the time they're 12 Yeah, what's the point really I mean you're just taking away the fun time that doesn't mean that you shouldn't work with a kid and and teach them what they want to learn when they want to learn it there's a difference and there's some things that they're going to need to know colors numbers that sort of thing sure but let's not go overboard with it I don't even I can't even recite the presidents of the United States from George Washington until now I might get Lincoln and Jefferson and Roosevelt, Kennedy, there's a couple in between those, but, and some of that stuff that you're teaching them as a (laughs) four-year-old, they'll never need again, right? So, take it easy, parents, right? Thanks again for spending some time with us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. See us in person. Until next time, be careful out there and take care of yourself.